0: Here's Joanne White.
1: Happy New Year, everyone. It's going to be a wonderful year, according to me. (laughs) And not just me, but I think it's an important year. And one of the very important aspects for all of us is recognizing the inner power, the inner ability that you have to tap into so many different resources and so many different ways and means of being your beautiful, spectacular self. And one of them is really about self-healing. And years and years ago, when I had an injury dancing, I remember going to many different doctors and feeling that what was happening is the healing that was taking place wasn't really taking place because I was not looked at as a whole holistic person. And so I had to go through ways of really discovering alternative medicine. And somebody that we're going to have this incredible guest, and she's been on our show before, has a wonderful story about healing and has an incredible book that's just coming out and actually is on Amazon right now, A Short Path to Change, which will help you heal yourself and feel how you can be so empowered and really reach your unlimited potential. And I'm talking about Jenny Mannion, who's an author and an alternative healer. After she defied her doctor's predictions of being wheelchair-bound, Jenny healed herself in three weeks, imagine that, three weeks from six years of chronic diseases, including fibromyalgia, chronic mono, and so much more. Through her own self-healing, Jenny discovered that we are more powerful than we're taught, and I would add, than we know, and Jenny's goal and passion are to help others Tap into their own unlimited powers so that they can create the life of their dreams on all levels. And this newest book I was talking about, A Short Path to Change, is a guide to the chakra system and how to use it as a diagnostic tool. The book also contains exercises that can help you transform old limiting patterns, beliefs, and behaviors into a new way of living. You can use the transformative powers of self-love and gratitude that Jenny has created here and you can be present in the moment, fall in love with yourself, wouldn't that be wonderful, and set intentions to manifest the life of your dreams. I love it. Welcome, Jenny. How are you?
2: I'm really good, Joanne. Thanks so much for having me. Happy New Year.
1: Thank you. It's always a pleasure having people that have very powerful messages that people need to hear, and your book demonstrates that. I was very honored to have a a copy even before it got published, so thank you so much, but let's dive right into it because like you say, and like I said in the introduction, most people don't know how powerful they are and and how incredible they are and the resources that they can tap into so how do people recognize that
2: there are there are a few different ways to begin to recognize it i do feel there are kind of three key ingredients there is that presence so to be aware Start to be aware of our past patterns, uh, our self-talk. You know, a lot of us speak to ourselves very negatively. Uh, We spend a lot of time berating ourselves about things we said and did or could have said or could have done and really begin to fall in love with ourselves and be grateful for all that we have. And when we start to use those three things, that presence, that that self-love and that gratitude, things really start to begin to shift. Um, There are are other things that that help us become more in tune, Uh, you know, getting silent, meditation. There are so many tools. You know, I offer a bunch in my book, but it is pretty amazing that, I mean, as I work with clients, I, I had a client this morning, it was, you know, beautiful. She's started to use some of the tools and start to see her life change in so many ways, so many powerful ways. And it really, you know, we've been working together like a month. It hasn't taken her that much time. But it is so beautiful that once we get these, once we start to become present, once we start to show self-love and gratitude, really things start to shift around us and we become aware that we do contribute to our reality. And it's so interesting, us because sometimes when we do feel that power, it's scary to us because we're not used to it. We're not told how powerful we are but you know with with a lot of love and patience for ourselves you know we can we can take ourselves slowly outside our comfort zone one step at a time and yeah just start to create the life of our dreams and start to heal on all levels
1: you know jenny it's so interesting because you would think loving oneself loving yourself could be the simplest most natural thing in the world and yet like you said and i agree many of us have the that hardest the hardest time recognizing that. And, and you and I agree that a lot of it comes from old, you know, whether it's our own habits or messages that we receive from parents, from teachers, from, from media, whatever it is in terms of our imperfections and rather than, then see the beauty. Now, you have an incredible story. I'm sure you've told it before, and I know that you, you gave a little bit of that the last time you were on the Power Your Life show some time ago. However, I think for our new listeners, it's really important for them to recognize that you were really sick. I didn't even go into all of the diseases that you had that keep people, like, Sometimes even bound to bed or and not being able to move, but you went through this incredible time, like weeks, three weeks to heal all of this so tell a little tell us a little bit about that story because I think it's fascinating, and I think it's important that people know that self healing is is powerful and it effective, and they can do it too.
2: Thanks, Joanne. Yeah, it is really powerful, and that that is really what my book tries to portray, is just that it is easy and accessible. Change is easy and accessible. I did not know I could heal myself. I had been sick for over six years, went to many doctors. I mean, my weeks consisted of doctor visits, uh, tests, uh, waiting for results. Uh, It culminated to, I guess, four diagnoses. The chronic mono was the first one. I always had the Epstein-Barr virus in my blood when they did blood tests. The second was fibromyalgia, which, you know, is chronic pain that moves to different areas of your body. Uh, mine was mostly focused in my legs, so it made it very hard to walk. Uh, then it was a uh, genetic blood disorder, Factor V Leiden, which they told me that I think it was like 500 times more likely to receive a to get a blood clot and within three weeks I manifested a blood clot and wound up in the hospital for uh, almost a week uh, and was put on Coumadin, uh blood thinner supposedly for life. And then the last diagnosis was Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, uh, benign hypermobility syndrome, which they said that was the most grim prognosis because they said that that pain that was moving around would eventually settle somewhere. And because my legs were the ones that were having the most pain, I would most likely be in a wheelchair and, you know, possibly as soon as a year and that I'd be on painkillers and doing physical therapy for the rest of my life. And that was when I was in my like mid to late thirties. So it was a very scary prognosis with, with two young kids and I just, became I, I did everything I could that you're told to join support groups which didn't really help me too much. You know, maybe I found one person then there it was positive, but a lot of people become their diseases, you know, and we okay. feel like we're doing ourselves a service by reading up on all the symptoms and all the things to it's really challenging because we're also giving our body that information to manifest those those symptoms and to create those kind of cells if that's all we're concentrating on. So What happened to me was I was told to watch the movie The Secret. I resisted for a year. I guess I wasn't ready. Uh, And when I saw the movie, it just – something clicked on me with me. Um, There were a couple things. Gratitude was really big because I was not grateful uh, for my children. Yeah, I was, but I wasn't paying gratitude. I wasn't taking that conscious time every day to really pay gratitude for what I had. I had a bed, you know, that I could lay in. Um, I had – a lot of things to be grateful for, family and friends. And the other thing was that our body's always recreating new cells, and we're 99.999% new every 11 months. And I was like, you know what, I don't think I'm sending good messages to my body by laying in bed and saying how sick I am and feeling every pain and, and magnifying that over and over again. So I just had decided, you know, I wasn't on any you know, wasn't at a critical stage where I needed to go to doctors. I said, you know what, I'm not going to go to doctors for a couple weeks. I am going to just start concentrating, read everything I can on the mind-body connection, start paying gratitude, start listening to what I'm saying to myself. And within three weeks, I was better. I'm better than I had been in 10 years, you know, health-wise. And I got off of, I wasn't on many medications. The blood thinner was the only thing I was really on, and occasional painkillers, I'd gotten off of those in three weeks. And the blood thinner, I went back to my hematologist like a year later because I was kind of afraid to go back to the doctors. And he right. gave me his blessing to go off of the blood thinner and said that actually where my mind was now, I was it was uh, safer for me to be off of it than to be on it.
1: So a lot of the diseases. Were from the way that we think or thoughts, or you know like you said, not gratitude, not being grateful, and many people don't even realize the self talk the the what because i I remember being younger and real and and having all that negative self talk and and that I kind of inherited, I think, or just you know people pass it on, and you just take it, and I had to really Slow it down to hear to really pay attention to it because a lot of that stuff just goes on so automatically. It's in your it's in your mind in an instant, an instant, and then next instant there's something else in there. So, like you say, I think it's so important to listen, listen yeah. to what's going on, <laughs> what you're doing to yourself, so that you can make those shifts. And, and awareness is really key. Now what are some other blocks that people have towards their own self-healing and and towards loving themselves? Why is it so hard for us to love
2: ourselves? And I mean, we are incredible. We are incredible. But I think that, you know, we're we're raised kind of with with fear and with worry and almost with that thought of um that life is hard and challenging. We're not taught how powerful we are from birth. You know, we're we're given a lot of the restrictions, you know. If you if you dare to turn on the news, the first story is going to be one that's the most horrific. Uh we're kind of filled with this fear and worry and it it power us. You know, how we feel like how can we get a, over all of this or how can we make a difference? And it's once we start to recognize our own power, we just realize by stepping into our own power, we really do sh- illuminate, like, uh, around us so that other people can step into theirs, too. It's really amazing working with my clients. One person starts to shift, and the people around them start to shift. They start to notice, you know, hey, what are you doing, you know? um Uh, They start to be, you know, kinder to themselves. I mean, that is really it. When we're in this process of change, we're going to meet resistance. The ego will rise up and say, you know what, it's safer here. You know, even in an extreme case like, um, you know, an abusive relationship or something, there's such fear in taking that step to claim, you know, that you're worthy of change. Say it's an emotionally abusive relationship, someone will stay and they'll start to believe those things about themselves. You know, instead of having that power and that when we connect to our soul, we know that we're perfect. You know, we know if we have that connection, that spiritual connection, um we know that everything is a learning experience and we do, do deserve better. You know, and when we tap into that power, we can start to take those steps. Yeah, you know, I've helped people out of emotionally abusive relationships and they can start to claim their self worth and you know, it's it's always worthwhile I think to try to, you know, work on the relationship if that is possible. Uh and it starts with shifting our belief in ourself. You know, we teach people how to treat us and if we believe that we're not worthy, uh, we're kinda gonna attract people to us that don't treat us like we are worthy. So it really begins with us, uh and then, you know, if if someone it continues to be emotionally abusive, and you're making these changes. You know, or is even afraid of of your power. You know, being able to reach out for help, uh, for love, for com- love from your community and friends, and being able to know that you're worthy enough to make these changes in your life. Everyone deserves to be happy. You know, no one deserves to be abused. Everyone deserves to be in loving relationships. But it really is getting to that core belief, and I think we we are just raised really disempowered you know we're not told from a young age how powerful we are we're not taught to tap into you know quiet everything and start listening to your guidance or go out in nature and just you know watch it for a little while and connect and especially I think as the technology has advanced it it disconnects us more connects us on the internet which is wonderful but uh we just become so overwhelmed with the noise and uh, you know between the phones and the t v and the constant uh technology that it becomes even harder to just disconnect from everything you know and and really start to listen to ourselves,
1: so what we do is we become disconnected from ourselves too with all of that Absolutely. and you know I th- I think it's so important for for young people, and I'm talking really young to yes. learn how to sit quietly and to learn how to meditate. And it doesn't have to be, you know, there are so many different forms of meditation, as I always say. Absolutely. when Absolutely. But I think that that's really essential. Now, you do a lot of different healing practices that, that I do, like Reconnective Healing and Reiki. However, many people aren't aware of what the Akashic Records are, and I would love you to explain that to our listeners a little bit and how you use it in the healing process.
2: The Akashic records are a record of every lifetime, all our relationships, all our energy throughout our lifetimes, all our incarnations. Uh, So everything that we've processed, you know, hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes, thousands of lifetimes. So... I was trained by Andrea Hess, who has a soul realignment program. And it is really, I I go into meditative state and ask about the person at soul level. Uh, Usually the first reading I do is to find out key aspects of them at soul level, their soul specializations, their soul of origin, the person, um, kind of comfort. uh, I know, like for an example, one of my energy centers is a Kamiolite, Kamiolite's could probably be seen as having like ADD because we don't do things in a linear fashion. We do, we can do 15 minutes here and 20 minutes there, but when we do it, we're so hyper-focused. that I must be with you. I I must be
1: with you there. I have people people say to me, Jenny, sorry for the interrupt, but this is important. I have people say to me, Joanne, you just need to focus on one thing. And I'm thinking, No, that's so
2: boring. I know how to focus, but I like to focus on multiple things. I can move from one thing, you know. So oh, yeah, you're a <laughs> <laughs> But in, in knowing that, it grants so much peace because we're like, oh, we don't have to be like everyone else. You know, not everyone fits in the box. Not everyone can. You know, Commulites do things very differently. We don't like things the same every day. Um, and But commulites can also be very hard on ourselves. Like we have the shoulds. Like, oh, I should be doing that because we're always called in different directions. But once we get that soul reading, like the first reading is really just about connecting with who you are at soul level. It gives a sense of peace like, oh, that's why I do that. You know, you can kind of let up on yourself and be like, oh, that's normal for me. That's actually life is in flow for me if I live by that, if I do things 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there because things get done. They just don't get done like someone else might do them. And then the second part of the reading, I go in and ask what blocks and restrictions are stopping this person on their spiritual path right now. With that, I will get things like contracts, uh, entities, I don't like that word entities, but energies from past lives and past relationships, um, karma, And while I always believe in free will, I do believe that we can heal, you know, most of what is given to us on our own. If a lot of these patterns have repeated over lifetimes, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier if you get an Akasha Clearing and I give a 21-day prayer after that. So you're setting the intention that you're ready for that to be removed. So there are a lot of different readings I do, but those are like the first, first ones. There's, you know, relationship readings to see how many lifetimes you've had with people and the life lessons you're meant to live. Uh, But the Akashic Records are really uh, just a beautiful tool for speeding up spiritual development.
1: Now, what happens if somebody, because I've come across this in my practice, somebody doesn't believe in past lives, because I work a lot with past lives, too? I mean, how do you handle that through the Akashic Records?
2: Huh? Well, they probably wouldn't come to me for an Akashic Record reading if they didn't believe. But it was interesting because when I had mine done, I didn't believe and I didn't disbelieve. What had happened was I had heard about a few um, trusted, you know, writers online, bloggers online right. had had them done and were giving good reports. So I said, you know what, what the heck, let me get it done. And even people that are, on, you know, a little on the fence or don't know what to expect with the reading, when they get it done, they're like, wow. This is validation. You know, this is uh, sounds exactly like me. And a lot of the times I get just a name and birth date and I'm able to get information and that's validating for somebody because it is a little more challenging for me when I know the person well because I don't want to be in the way, you know, I don't right, be right. subjective. Um, I actually love the readings that I get where I don't know anything about the person and then I'm able to present to them and usually that pretty much confirms it to them, you know. There are other ways, you know, as you know, you do a Brian Weiss past life meditation. There are so many different gifted teachers out there that can help you experience that. Uh, and I think it just helps so much. It helped me so much. Um, I don't know if I ever really had a fear of death, but it. I think it, there was a little, you know, uncertainty, but it just made so much sense to me once I started learning about past lives. Um and also that connection you have when you meet some people. You know, it's like you have known them before. They are part of your soul family. And that's kind of undeniable.
1: Right. And and it's really important that we reconnect with them in some way. You know, it's interesting because really quickly, I, I, I've had people come in for for past life readings and, and to get in touch with that. And I had several people by. there's no way they could not have been you know, been in the memories that they have, the associations, the, you know, even Mm -hmm. if you looked up the facts and whatever, it's so real and so profound. And I, and I think it is very important in the healing process. Let's talk a little bit more about this book because it's out, it's (laughs) ready. And Mm -hmm. it's on Amazon, as I said, and, Tell us a little bit and think about a technique that that we could, that if you were okay, that you could share with us on on radio today.
2: Yeah, I think I would love to share an exercise on gratitude. Actually, um, two short exercises on gratitude if I can, you know, doing gratitude for someone else and then doing gratitude for ourselves because I believe both are really important. And a lot of times when I do this exercise with people, they experience shifts. Because it is so important to just recognize where we are. Okay.
1: I'm going to participate too. Awesome. Bring
2: it on. Bring it on. (laughs) The first exercise I would like you to do is to bring in gratitude for someone else. So I'd like you to close your eyes. A lot of times when I begin energy exercises, I'd like people to rub their hands together really fast. Because if they're not energy workers, it's a really good way to access energy. So you rub your palms together And just kind of get quiet, rub your palms together quickly. And then after a few seconds, you can begin to hold them apart and feel that energy in your body. It's a good way to just feel that energy and connect with it, your energy body. If you can, I would like you to bring that energy up your arms and into your heart. And if you want, you could put your hand on your heart and just get to that quiet space. Know that for the next few minutes, you just have nothing to do except to sit here and do this meditation. I'd like you to sit with a smile on your face as you think of someone or something that you are grateful for. It could be a person or a pet, or it could be someone, and it could be someone either still living or someone that has passed. I'd like you to see yourself thanking that person or animal for all the goodness that they've brought into your life. I'd like you to see them in front of you and for you to use every sense, what they look like, their scent, the energy of being around them. I'd like you to picture yourself with them and feel how good you feel to be around them. I'd like you to tell them a few reasons why they are so special to you. Let yourself really feel as if you're with them and reach into your heart as you express your heartfelt gratitude for them being a part of your life. I'd like you to see them receiving that gratitude, to see how it fills their heart. See yourself embracing and feel the love between the two of you. Sit in that love for a moment as you smile and relish in that feeling of them being with you. Hear them thank you with words, with an expression, or if it's a pet with a cuddle and love and know that you expressing your gratitude meant the world to them. Give them one final hug as you remember how good this moment felt for both of you before they turned to leave. Sit here another few seconds and breathe in and out how good it felt to be with them and the exchange that you had. Notice how quick and easy it was to bring up such strong emotions Thank yourself for taking this time, and you can open your eyes when you're ready. And it just feels so nice to be able to give that gratitude to someone and just feel them with you. You
1: know, I did that for my mom who's deceased, and, and that was really wonderful because I think that she taught me a lot, and her level of acceptance, because I've never, you know, because I'm different, and I've always been kind of different, was really very wonderful. My cat and I gaze at each other. <laughs> oh. Oh. With, I mean, she is, she is a blue-point Siamese, and she has the most oh, beautiful eyes, and she just gazes, and I just gaze at her with such adoration. It's like such a gift it really is so i'm ready
2: for the second one jenny all right okay (laughs) this is going to be gratitude for self so again you're going to close your eyes if you'd like you could rub your hands together to feel the energy you know put your hands a couple inches apart or on your lap or if you like you can even put your hands on your heart when you feel that energy i'd like you to pull the energy in and feel it in your heart you feel it growing like a big bubble surrounding your whole body, surrounded with like a warm glow. As you're bathed in this white bu- bubble of energetic light, you can feel your heart start to expand. Know that you are so loved by your soul, and at soul level, you are truly perfect. You need to think about something that you love to do. It can be dancing, writing, singing, cooking, being with friends, going for walks, or something that comes to mind when you think of joy. Know that when we tap into what we love, we are tapping into our soul. Give yourself gratitude for loving what you chose. Give yourself gratitude for being here today and for doing these exercises and taking time to affirm that you truly are more than your body, and you can expand. Mm -hmm. Give yourself love for yourself just the way you are. Now think about something you've gotten a compliment on or feel good about yourself for doing. Maybe you're a good reader, listener, friend, chef, or you love to have a hearty laugh. Again, this is something that touches your soul. Affirm to yourself that you are grateful for yourself exactly the way you are and are so grateful for your gifts. Picture giving yourself a big inner hug and smile at this gratitude you feel for yourself. When you affirm and are grateful for yourself, you allow and open up the universe to bring more that you can be grateful for. Smile as you take a deep breath, remembering how quick it was to access this moment. Bring in the bubble, feel that energy in your heart, and pay gratitude for yourself. When you're ready, take one more deep breath, thank yourself again for this time, and then you can open your eyes when you're ready.
1: know it's important firstly it puts you in a very quiet calm like you say present state but what's Mm -hmm. important Jenny is is it's really easy it's simple and it didn't take a lot of time and people think oh working on myself is so hard (laughs) it takes so long
2: but really
1: (laughs) Sorry, I have a dramatic
2: streak. Yeah, no, and it is, it's a few minutes a day. And you know what? If we have a complaint about ourselves, we'll go on about it for hours, you know, <laughs> days, weeks, even, right. sometimes years. But to take that 10 minutes to our, five minutes, two minutes to ourselves, these exercises can be done in like two minutes. It can shift our energy so much and really shift the rest of our day for us, for us and the people around
1: us. So how do people begin to recognize that it's time to to do just that? It's time to make a shift. It's time to change. What, are there any specific signs that...
2: I think if you're not happy, you know, if you are <laughs> walking around depressed, you know, if you're feeling like life is hard and challenging, um, life's not supposed to be hard and challenging. It's not like you're not going to meet challenges along the way but if you have that self love and that patience with yourself it's a lot easier and life flows a lot better um you start to you can start to look at different areas of your life spiritually emotionally physically financially relationally and just ask yourself if you're happy in those areas and if any of those areas can use a little tweaking you know just being kind and loving to yourself and and asking yourself you know what you want to achieve in that area and and start starting to use some of these tools, uh any tools you can gather to to move past it and create fast change.
1: So you have, like I said earlier, you have about thirty exercises. That's a lot. And they're mm-hmm. simple. Thirty they're exercises awesome. just right, just like what we did, everybody. I mean, anybody could do these. And they're very powerful. Are they in a specific
2: sequence for the, in the book, or how are they arranged for
1: for readers? They
0: order?
2: are. Um, the sections are in a specific order. The first part is the negative, uh, getting rid of, kind of like internal house cleaning. It's things like negative self talk, paying attention to your surroundings, attention shifting. So, first part is section is getting rid of the old stuff. And there's about seven eight chapters in each section the second section is about your energy body getting in touch with your chakras and just recognizing how your emotions your chakra system does give you the is an inner diagnostic tool and it does give you these signals way before disease happens that things are not working so right and tools to give you to bring those into balance the third part's all about the present moment uh, tools to get into the present moment like you mentioned there are tons of different meditations i mentioned a few different kinds of meditations Tools and self-love, gratitude, developing anchors, and the fourth section is all about tools to move, keep moving forward, and also some things we might encounter that we're going to have to deal with, like self-sabotage and shadows. So, tools to kind of move past those too. You know, you do. Re- we're talking about
1: energy centers too, and and to be able to use. We're talking about the chakra system, which is about energy mm-hmm. and energy centers. To use the chakras to as a diagnostic tool. Now, um,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: and I have both been trained in that, but give some people a little bit of an idea. We're, we only have we don't, we're running out of time, but this is important because a lot of people don't know. Well, what? Firstly, what's a chakra? I, I mentioned it very briefly, but how do you diagnose what's going on so that that chakra can actually help you with the diagnostic piece? and towards your own self-healing.
2: It is pretty amazing. I mean, the chakras resonated so strongly with me from like the minute I learned about them. And they, the book really just aims to make it really simple. Chakras are our energy system, our energy centers in our body. We have hundreds of them. But I concentrate on the seven major chakras, which which run up our spine, the middle of our body. And when we start to learn about them, they make sense. The first chakra at the root is about living here on earth you know and how we walk on this planet and if that's out of balance and messages from our tribe and if that's out of balance we can have trouble with our legs you know and it goes up each one makes sense the second chakra is about creation uh and is below the belly button and if we have problems with that we can have trouble uh in our sexual relationships or feeling comfortable in our body uh third one is our power center our gut You know, that kind of makes sense. It's the fire in our belly, and we can have trouble with power, feel like a victim, or overpower people if that's out of balance. The fourth is our heart center. It's at our heart, and it's about healing and love and relationships and self-love, and that's one that a lot of people can use some work on, you know, um, learning how to love ourselves. And in learning how to love ourselves, we set healthy boundaries and have healthy relationships. The fifth chakra is our throat, which which it makes so much sense because it's about speaking and listening and communicating with people. A lot of times, uh, if I find I find a lot of women that have blocked throat chakras because they've been you know around men that are maybe more dominant and are right. kind of afraid to speak their right. truth sixth is intuition the third chakra the third eye chakra between the eyebrows which is our intuition with ourselves and with the world around us and the seventh is the crown of our head which is receiving divine knowledge and our connection with everything so each one if they're out of balance will bring on certain emotional and and physical symptoms and so learning about each and learning how to bring each into balance with foods and exercises and mantras and affirmations is just—it's really handy. And since healing myself, I don't really get sick. And when I do get a symptom, I look—I ask my chakra system what is going on—and I can bring my body back into balance.
1: And I, I totally agree. And what's interesting is the chakras are connected to your organs, your glands. So there's such an Absolutely. interrelationship going on, too, in terms of, of healing and, and what happens. So it's very, very powerful. Jenny, we are running out of time. This is a important book for people. So tell everyone, our listeners, how they can reach you, how they can get a hold of this
2: book. It's hot off the press, which is exciting. <laughs> it's hot off the press. <laughs> Yeah, a short path to change can be found uh, on Amazon, on com, on Llewellyn, uh, my publisher's site. Uh, it can be found via my site, dot J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. Uh, you can reach me, Jenny, at com. I ch- answer emails regularly. I include a half-hour complimentary session for people. Uh, So yeah, I really just like connecting with people and it is my passion to just have people connect with their soul, connect with their inner power so they can start creating the life that they want.
1: So what do you want to leave? We have like about 60 seconds or so. What do you want to leave our
2: listeners with today? I just want everyone to know that change is always possible. We are... At this moment, we might seem like the culmination of what we've experienced, but we can always begin now to create change, and it doesn't have to be challenging uh, like we experienced in, in the show. You can take two minutes to do an exercise, and that can really change your day and change the energy of what you're attracting It really is about being present, it's about being grateful, and it's about starting to fall in love with yourself and being patient with yourself on this journey because you are going to bring up stuff and healing, and that's okay. You know, being patient and loving like you would if a good friend was going through it, you would throw your arms around them and hug them and tell them it would be okay, trying to do the same for ourselves.
1: Wonderful. What a great message. Thanks so much, Jenny, and again, have a wonderful New Year's, and we will definitely be in touch again.
2: Thanks so much, Joanne. I really appreciate being on your show. Thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure. Have a blessed day. All right.
2: Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye.
1: What's also important is the power that we've been talking about, the wonderful power, the wonderful magnificence that you have is really very, very natural if we can just learn how to access it, so it's important to do that, and that's probably why I've named the show power my Power Your Life and the t v show the same power your life and for those of you who are interested in some incredible people from all different walks of life relationships healing whatever go to the poweryourlifenetwork.com because there are some wonderful people there If you want to get a hold of me you can go to docwhite.org or me, email me at joanne at docwhite.org I'm always happy to hear from people and to know what you need and certainly am ready to, to serve our guest next week January 13th same time is Jen Ward And she talks about how you can clear your blocks. A lot of what we're doing at the beginning of this year is to help people clear all the muck and the gunk that we sort of carry on and so that we can move forward into 2016 with this incredible energy and and personal freedom and self-love. So remember that you are very, very special. You have the ability to heal yourself, to connect with your own divinity and so much more and thanks so much for tuning in today and have a blessed day wherever you are
0: you've been listening to the power your life radio show with host and author dr joanne white listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire listen again and again and visit docwhite.org for more information and find out how dr joanne can benefit you Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.